There once a man named Daniel, his voice can summer all throughout the land. He met a young boy called James. He hooked head, oh, he hooded, <laughs> he hooded head, shielded all the sand. They join hands and tell tales about wonder and understand what's hard to understand. With friendship guided their ventures, they're likely form a band. Nerd Fury, not Fern Lori. We do talky talky. No Jabberwocky. It's Nerd Fury. Oh, that was <laughs> unexpected. And I lost you in the middle. I, I think you just kind of scat boxed a little <laughs> bit there. I didn't pick up on it. I was just um, reading what I wrote down and oh, okay. uh, realized how ridiculously dumb it was. But oh, it, okay. I, I felt like I wanted to channel my inner, inner Sam Regal. Oh, okay. That works. Um, So that was exciting. You sounded <laughs> good. I felt a little uncomfortable. I felt like... Why? Because you have a hooded head? Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I mean... You got confused there, so I didn't know if like it was worse than what you said, because that... No, no, it's, I mean, every word. And what? Okay. Um, Um, So you mentioned Sam Regal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, what we're talking about today on the Nerd Fury podcast, I'm Jim Lovecheck. He's the singing Dan Granato. Hello. Um, We're talking about different fandoms. Basically how they started, if they're good or if they're bad. And uh, take it away, Daniel. Uh, Yeah. it's, uh, It's fandom. It's pretty... I mean, everyone has some form of fandom, um, when it, w- whether it's sports, music, you know, family life, you know, stuff like that. You're Food a fan network of shows. something. Food network shows. Food network shows. Celebrity chefs. I mean, Instagram. Whether you like YouTube. Nike or Adidas. Yeah. Cubs versus White Sox. It's, it's everywhere. But it's I think over. it's like it's. Before we start talking about like things that got gained this instant fandom, that. It's kind of confusing. Like no one, typical person would either wouldn't understand it or mm-hmm. didn't know how it even became to being. Yeah. Uh, I I looked up the definition of fandom. Ooh. Yeah. So this is uh, under the Webster Dictionary. Okay. Nope. I take that back. It's the Urban Webster Dictionary, other known as Wikipedia. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, a fandom is a subculture composed of fans characterized by a feeling of empathy or com- camaraderie. Yeah, I said that wrong. Camaraderie? Uh, yeah, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Heard right. it both ways. Yeah, cool. Um, Heard it both ways. <laughs> with <laughs> others who share common interests, fans typically are interested in even minor details of the objects of their fandom and spend a significant portion of their f- time and energy involved with their interests, huh. often as a part of a social network uh-huh. With particular practices, uh-huh. uh, this is what differentiates the term uh, "fanish" and "fandom," which "fanish" is basically people who are just casually interested in things. Mm. Which I think I, for the most part, I'm I would be under that category. It's fanish. I like a lot of things, but I don't really spend a lot of hundred percent of my energy towards a specific thing. Well. So, when you were given the definition, you said when they like minuscule things or minutia of the shows. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody likes that. So, that's kind of just like... Right. Everybody, like, 
even if I watch the show just one time and then I hear a cool trivial fact about it, I'm going to want to know cool trivial facts about it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's just, I, w- I wonder if that's just more or less, for me at least, that would be more or less of my just thirst for just interest of knowledge in general. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I want to know yeah. more about that. But, I mean, there's people that are fandom like, uh, like your Star Trek, your Star Wars. Oh, like if they actually learn how to speak Klingon. Right. Or they're like, they only, they're like, oh, this is the, like, you know, the, say for Star Wars, this is the lightsaber from episode one. It changed from episode two. You know, there's a specific detail. they're more pedantic and douchey in fandom. Yes. There's that, you know. (laughs) Well, actually. Yeah. um, Yeah. Season three, episode two, directed by. Everyone is guilty of the well actually it's basically the global phrase of i actually know but i'm gonna women would call it mansplaining but okay so here's (laughs) the thing i'm guilty of it and it's just because when people say stuff wrong it drives me nuts yeah because then they're gonna say it wrong in front of somebody else who might correct them more rudely than i would or no i just understand and like then they teach somebody who's also doing it wrong and then the wrongness goes away yeah, that's like uh, there was a comedian uh, that had a bit about that. Not as fandom, but basically that same kind of mentality you're thinking right now. Yeah. Tom Segura. Uh-huh. You know Love him. Love that dude. Look him up if you don't, you guys don't know him. He's very funny. Um, he Hilarious. had a bit where he, all his life, he, he told people that... Um, oh. <laughs> Tommy uh, who Lee was Jones was gay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was was gay because his dad told him. And then when someone like came up to him, he's like, "No, he's not gay." He's like, "Yeah, he's gay." And he's like, "I know him. My dad knows him. He grew up with him. He has a wife and kids. He's not gay." And then he goes up to his dad. He's like, "You know, uh, he's not gay. What the fuck, man?" <laughs> uh, oh, he is. Cutest uh, one he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like my dad on some conspiracy theory. Yeah. I've been spreading that lie for fifteen years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I mean, that took a, a hilarious end to it. But like, you know, like if somebody calls the Sp- uh, Spider Man's alter ego. Pete Parker, like uh, he actually goes by Peter. I mean, I know it's a little pedantic, but like, but yeah, one thing with, or if they call him like yeah. Pat Parker, I'm like, no. Well, that's not I would the say name. like fandoms care about the details. True, because it's something that they keep close to the chest. Well, I think it also too, like if let's say we went on, I took an attempt at drawing something from, yeah. let's say Star, let let's say Star Trek, because there's a whole bunch of episodes. And I miss like a tiny detail. Like I give Picard the season six vest, but I'm put him on a planet from season three. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's where like fandom lies. Like, uh, actually, that okay. looks like you drew a season six that he had to get that replaced after he was slashed in the chest. Like that kind of stuff. That's where I think we draw the line. Okay. Not saying that that's bad, right? But so let me ask you this. So to you, what is what is fandom to you? I think it's a whole bunch of stuff. I think the the dictionary definition is more strict than I think I am. So, like, I would say I'm in the Doctor Who fandom, but I haven't watched any Doctors past Matt Smith. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know that much about it behind the scenes. I just really enjoy watching it because I think it's a really well-told story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'd still say I'm I'm in the fandom. Right. But, like, I don't know 
when the directors sw- the writers switched when they came back right right you know which episode he fought the Daleks for the third time like that kind of stuff right see for me fandom it it like it basically I think it's a good thing that, yeah I'm oh not no saying I it's agree a bad too thing. I think it feels yeah. a cardinal need in as a um basically a, a human being for the need to like connect. Well, it's follow, the tribal, to it's the tribal na- nature yeah, of tribal of, nature. Of humanity. I was yeah. just about to say the definition of a tribe. Yeah, is a as so, uh, a social division in traditional society consisting of families and communities linked by social, economic, religious, and bo- blood ties, with common culture and and dialect. But that's pedantic. <laughs> uh, typically, Sam, but it's it, a fan it, of definitions. Yeah, I, you know what? I went crazy on the definition <laughs> for today's episode. <laughs> sounds Just like, so it I sounds like sound the, the beginning of a bad best man speech. <laughs> In the original Greek, marriage is defined yeah. as. <laughs> looked up marriage, and back oh, in the day, we did you know to, you said to pay used a to guy to get married? Bar wives. Am yeah. I right, guys? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. soccer one tonight. <laughs> And then he nervously shuffles through his note cards. It's like, Dad didn't land. Oh, uh, man, it only gets worse from not. here. Damn it. <laughs> Boo, get off the stage. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, man. But so on the whole, I think being a part of a fandom is a cool thing. Yeah. Because not only, so not only does it help to be accepted for the good stuff, so like, being able to show people Game of Thrones before it went in the shitter, being able yeah. to talk with other fans who also agree with you on certain points about how it went in the shitter, like right. you're able to discuss the good and the bad. So you have especially places time to spend your happy places there. Mm-hmm. I totally flipped that sentence structure. Yeah, it's alright. But you can also be miserable with other people. Like I can't believe they killed that character. You know, like it's a it's a deep connection. Yeah, I mean, it's a connection that like you know with a person that can't find a connection to society or where their surrounding are. Not they even that. I got plenty of connections in society. Yeah. But it's just like, like when I first, when I saw um, Avengers, uh, I mean, it's not, in, in, is it Infinity War? I don't know. There's, there's more than one. The Avengers. first one, the first end game. Oh, well, Infinity War. Yes. Infinity. And then War. it was end game. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I flipped them. But like, when he's <laughs> um, spoilers, actually, <laughs> but but thank you, I was wrong. Yeah, and I would have gone on being an idiot until you corrected me, and we'd <laughs> be here three hours later. Just be like, yeah, Jim. Sure. <laughs> but like, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, first of all, what's wrong it. with you? Anywho, anywho, whatever. But when he snapped, and then like all those people who I've seen in dozens of movies, yeah, disappear. I was like. Right. You're oh, like I was like shook. When like I, I just watched Saving yeah. Private Ryan three times. Shook. When I first time I ever read the Infinity Gauntlet comic, mm-hmm. it w- I was like that one of the things when you just like that image of snapping and it's like, what did you do? And then they're like, yeah, like half the the universe is now gone. You're like, wait, what? Well, and the worst <laughs> was who was it that just disappeared in the bushes and nobody knew he was gone? It was it was Bucky, I think. Yeah. And he, they were like screaming and searching for him. Nobody knew he was dead. Yeah. Like that's aw- well, it's a very it's a very well written emotional scene. But right. that's awful to try I, and experience. Well, that, and then it was like, you know, they played into that so well in the end game. 
Oh, yeah. Just like the graphs, like what it what is a world where half of them are gone, where half of everybody's gone? Yeah. They planned it like so perfectly. I'm like, that's exactly how I would feel like it would be. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah, Ooh. that was. I mean, that's a tangent. But going back to f- fandom. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that ha- became super popular that no one can explain. We're obviously not going to cover all of them. We're only going to be barely scratching the tip of the iceberg on oh, like yeah. this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, like for me, like I talk. Uh, what I'm talking about is sometimes like it's was popular. It's just something that's popular that just just kept going. And even though there was diminishing returns, yeah, okay, uh, with the uh, IP, um, just the fans just kept it going and over. And that show is Supernatural. Yep. Oh yeah. Supernatural was a show that when it started. It was great. It was one of a kind. It was so good. And and it still is. Right. And apparently from like the original showrunner, I don't know if it was the original writer or the showrunner, mm-hmm. um, he had it planned to be start to finish five seasons. That was the story. That was the arc. Damn. So I think f- season five was, I think that was Swan Song. That was. That was Swan Song. Uh, if you... Uh, I think that was the when they trap Lucifer back, when they defeat Lucifer. Oh, after all the seals get released. Yes. Oh, that was so intense. That yeah. was so good. So if you don't Ooh. haven't seen Supernatural, Ooh. Supernatural is a show about um, two brothers who, as a profession, it was a family business, they go out and defeat cryptids, ghosts, ghouls, ghouls hauntings. They take yeah. care of curses. Demons. Yeah. Everything, all, everything that you, you know, bedtime stories, you know, or yeah. folklore, and urban stuff. legends, urban legends. Thank you. It's all real. So, and they have, it's just their travels throughout America of them just doing, I mean, it's a creature of the week of the week type show, but they did it very well. They, oh, it was. Yeah. And like, they kind of explain, I, I thought this was very clever in that show, how they explain how they fund everything is they do credit card scams. So they're, they're robbing other right. people so that they can defend Never, them. Never. Thought that you know, uh, stealing identities looked so cool, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, and they were just like two regular guys, like uh, Sam went to he was at Stanford before he got uh, dragged yeah, in, yeah, he was starting to become a in law, I think, in the beginning of the show. He was gonna be a very highly paid, right. educated person, but yeah, and like they just got dragged into it, the family, family drama. issues. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's awesome. Right. So they had, um, whatchamacallit, yeah, uh, to go back into it, they had five seasons that they originally planned for, and they were so good. They were so good. They were so good. And then when he, was it CW? Yeah, CW, um, said, we want to do more. Before the sixth season could start, the original guy jumped ship. So they okay. had changed, um, and he left nothing for it oh. because, as far as story to continue on. Ah, uh, uh, ooh, okay. Yeah. So that's why, because he was like, "I got nothing. This is my story. I wanted it to be done at five. Yeah, right. Perfect end of the s- series, you know, for that storyline for these ki- guys. Absolutely. So they had to hire new 
writers to find a way to write and continue on the story for as long as they can. That's why. And they're saying that since season three, there has been um, a decline in quality in story. Because season three, as far as that, season three is when they changed uh, the way that they were going to write the story. Okay. So up to season three, which we have friends that watch the show that only watch it up to season three. Oh, yeah. Um, they switched from a, a horror um, show, like horror survival, or I guess you could classify it or something like that. It was definitely or horror. Or horror drama I'm to horror a drama. more tongue-in-cheek. Um, they did do that. Kind of like banter. That's what it got, like more humorous. Well, I mean, I kind of like that. I liked it too. Like but when, that's why um, oh, why can't I? Uh, Jensen Eccles' character when yeah. he he got the the um, when he got scared. Yeah, the yeah, ghost I, I thing. <laughs> yeah, that like, was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, but I don't remember what season that was in. It was definitely after season three because okay. season three is was up to season. I think season three end of season three is when they killed Yellow Eyes. That was such a good storyline. Yeah. Holy moly! So if you don't know who Yellow Eyes. I'm not gonna really explain it. Just watch the show if you really want to know. Um, yeah, watch the first three seasons, and then you could be happy with the rest of your life. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. So the reason why it kept going is because um, during that time, the highest thing on the internet was uh, Imager. <laughs> I can't was what? pronounce it. Imger? 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 <laughs> I-M-G-U-R? Yeah, yeah. I never got into it myself. So I don't even know what it is. It was Reddit before Reddit. Mm. Okay. So that I was basically, that. Um, if I remember right, it was basically a place where you can just throw gifts. Like people just, it was a collection of gifts. Mm-hmm. And there was a gift. Supernatural had a gift for any situation whatsoever. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they... Um, that kind of flew, like, grew the popularity. And I didn't know this. The supernatural fan fiction is the highest or the strongest group, higher what? than Doctor Who fan fiction. Doctor Who, with 50 years of basically uh, dialogue and story. And endless possibilities of story because he's a time traveler. Yeah. They are, they are second to supernatural in fan fiction. What do you mean like amount submitted or like just the pure just quality this quantity of fan fiction. So like I could go like if I Google search supernatural fan fiction I'll get more results more research more it. results than if I search for porn. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, let's say Let's be honest. What's fan fiction? Porn. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, wasn't isn't Fifty Shades of Grey f- Twilight fan fiction? Yeah, basically that's what it is. Okay. All right. If they weren't, you know, if the, oh. he wasn't a, uh, if they weren't vampires or anything, it was just played on to like the sex part of it. <laughs> that's basically it. Just. Okay. See, that's. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. That's why, and they have this like strong. The actors and the like, the, everyone just played into the fans because they were like the most vocal. They're one of the most vocal fans out there. There's not a lot of them because they said they had a se- continuous decline in viewership since season 10, which is still pretty late in the game. That but is. Most other shows would be canceled. 
Yeah. Like right they last season I guess they uh had about 1.5 million viewers which at their highest I think there were like 6. I could be wrong. Wow. Right. So we've just been less less but yet they still go. They still went. And huh. like CW at the time this was probably like season even season 12, 13 whatever. They had stated that we will continue to make more supernatural as long as the actors want to make supernatural. That's crazy. I, it's and like also kind of smart on the CW side because like supernatural is kind of what made the CW. Well, because so if they cancel it out of nowhere, CW is going to get a bunch of hate. But right. if nobody's watching it, and then they cancel it. It's not a exactly, and they it's not an issue. They make so much more money, and. Uh, um, they have their own convention. I mean, they're making so much money from that. There's a supernatural, just just a supernatural kind. Supernatural has conventions of just supernatural. That's insane. That's how pop strong they're. That's why they made like that. Um, in the episode, they made a f- they basically spoofed that exact thing. Yeah. They uh they talked about like where they went to like a convention. It was the book signing where Chuck, you know, uh-huh. was the writer, and it was like a convention for. Wayward Sons, the book that the fictional book, oh, yeah, that's right. And it was basically <laughs> them just talking about how there was like this niche, like wait, why is there what what? Yeah, okay. That was the one thing I liked about uh, Meta, like mm-hmm. they were um, with like how they made fun of themselves throughout the that whole was, show. Well, like um, was it? It might be the same episode where they like they go to an alternate universe where they jump through the window yeah. and they're they're themselves so they're their supernatural characters are playing the actual actors right on the show and um speaking of talking about they must have had a low budget that episode or something they needed like an episode where they were like hey yeah. let's just have the film the set yeah hey can we just use the set as the set instead of making it not the set <laughs> but yeah and like uh sam's married to um rose in right. real life, so she's the actress is actually there. Right, right. And uh, why can't I remember his name? Isn't it Sasha? Is that the guy who plays the angel? Oh, uh, Misha. Oh, Misha. You mean talk about uh, uh, Castiel. Castiel, where he like he yeah, he Misha, sounds tough yeah. on the show, but they make him super yeah, girly. Collins, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he gets like mugged in the alley and somebody chokes him to death. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that episode. It was clever. It was right. funny. And so, totally within possibility because they fought I guess, demons. That's, that's how Misha is in real life. Like I've seen his cooking show with his son. Yeah. It's hilarious. He has a he's very active and you know how like some celebrities now, like it's been popular to do like, hey, call me like you know, text me and I'll text you back. And it's they like that fake mm-hmm. thing. And ba- they basically get paid in the data charges. Yeah. Uh I did it just out of curiosity. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Just like You one. texted Castiel. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I even know like, that was a thing. I was like, hey, man, how's the, how's the thing going? He's like, and then it was this you know, robotic thing. And it was like, oh, you want to see like what behind the scenes here? And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> but like I follow him on Instagram, too, because uh-huh. he's, he's a funny guy. He's, yeah, he's funny. Um, the cooking show is basically the same oh, thing you so see funny. on Instagram. Yeah. He's actually more revealing on Instagram than he is. That's funny. But yeah, that episode was funny. I think I stopped watching after that. But it's cool that it's got a still got a big following. Right. So like I think it's that shows like 
the power of like you don't need the sure like volume of fans outweighs viewership. Yeah. In this instance. Yeah. Because I get that. They are super passionate and they are super loud when they voice their opinions as far as like like oh we want the show to continue on, blah blah blah. Like there's gonna be a their demographic for that show is eighteen to forty five. Huge. It's a big demographic. Huge demographic. Wow. Wow. And because they have a huge like online presence, that's basically what social media is what kept that show alive. That is a show powered by social media. And Supernatural, it's for the memes. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the gifts are pretty good though, too. They are. So They're that's really why good. like it people like they see the gifts, they see like the stuff that's posted, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they um, they Netflix. go check out the show. Yeah, they check out the show. People are just starting it, and they'll start watching. It's on Netflix. I started I started rewatching it one time. I, it was it was Halloween. It was close to Halloween. Yeah, and I was super stoned, and I was sitting in that chair mm-hmm. over there, and I turned on The Witch because I'd never I never watched it. It was too creepy for oh. me being that high. It's too creepy when wait, you're wait, sober. Wait, was that the movie we tried to watch and then uh, the, the girls that we were with yeah. were like, I don't get what they're saying. Well, you have to watch it with the subtitles yeah. because they're speaking English, but it's old English, so the sentence structure's all off and they use yeah. two proper words and they speak really low like this. And Because yeah, uh, they, they're in the middle of the forest. Why they have to yeah, scream? They're the, like, it starts off really creepy. It, it's a very, very good movie, yeah. but I had to turn it off because I was too scared. I couldn't handle it. So I put on the fir- the first episode of Supernatural. It wasn't much better. It's it's a creepy show. Yeah. And yeah. It just you just jump right in. Just yeah. right in. I noticed some shows from like the early 2000 mid to early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um just out of like cinematography aspect aspect of it. A lot of shows when they first started off, they did the, a lot of those soft tones. Mm-hmm. You ever see like it was never a crisp line. It was yeah. always like a soft because they always made them look. They did that on purpose for, especially actors that are playing younger than what their age is. That makes sense. So they just look younger and everything like that. I, it's yeah. like I was rewatching this show, uh, Warehouse Thirteen, was was my favorite show on Sci-Fi at the time, and it was like the first three episodes was like that. It was like they just soft. Everyone had super soft face. I'm like. I don't know if I'm like losing sight or <laughs> or I'm like hammered. I don't like because like I'm like, why is everything kind of blurry? Uh, I'm old, oh, man. That's funny. But um, <sighs> I mean, it's like it's crazy. Like in general, just make believe and everything. But speaking of make believe, brings me on to my next one. Your next one. Yeah. Hit me. This one is going to be an online only and sensation. Ooh, I think I know where you're going. The uh, the critical role. Critical role, them critters. So critical role, if you guys don't know who it is, uh, it's a bunch of, as they would say it, nerdy ass uh, voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Play Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's it's so simple. It's just like Pacific Rim. They promised you giant robots fighting giant right. monsters, and they delivered. So like I'm, you're looking at it, and you're wondering, how did um, group of people, even though by their own rights they are very popular <gasps> voice actors, they're so they're well good. accomplished. Some are very are legendary in the voice acting community. Yeah. Um, how did they 
there's still just f- six people. How did they take a platform that's all s- already pretty popular, but made it mainstream? Yeah. To and like p- it worked from the first episode when they had like the grainy, shaky sets. Like right. it, maybe that's just their so, collective talent, but still the story was captivating. Yes. So like the things that they did before was that I think that helped them with this um, venture, I guess you could say, was when they started, they were already playing for four years. Yeah. So they were, yeah. you were, but when they their still first didn't episode, know anything though. They, they still were, didn't know anything. Because from what I hear, they switched from Pathfinder to Dungeons and Dragons yeah. when they worked with the But they were the playing studio. a role-playing game for four years. So they were able to get into that character like a lot easier because... And That's if you're playing with people, you know how you can push the buttons. Right. And that, yeah. Um, they started at the right time, I think, is why they blew up. Yeah. Um, no one did that kind of stuff before. And when they did, pl- like, like I said, they were playing for four years. And when they started, they were pretty much like in the groove as far as how they're going to portray themselves. Mm. Even though they had shaking like video, poor video connections, that's technology shit. Yeah, I'm talking about how they're presenting the story, and so on. You have a excellent DM, dungeon master, oh in goodness. Matthew Mercer. Mercer. He tells, dude, cultivating storylines. Like, there's sometimes where he goes on like, like ten minute explanations of like how a city looks, or like some heart wrenching story from some gnome they ran into, and I'm like, right. He seems like a guy. Oh man. That Talk about he fandom. Could tell that you, dude is into a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, you could. He could tell you a story. He seems like a guy that he could tell you a story, but he can't write it down. Yeah, I think he could verbally say things a lot better than he could probably write it down. I don't know. I don't man. know. I'm just this know, just man. my face he's, value because I don't know why he hasn't written a book. He's like, well, he wrote. Um, he wrote the a new the new edition. Yeah, but he had that, help. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know. Whatever, he man. just basically was saying he's like, "Hey, this Jesus. is the stuff." Yeah, he like this is the stuff that I made up through this campaign. So, well, and, and he's then been they DMing since he was thirteen. I heard. Right. So that's um, what he's probably what he's most comfortable with. Also, yeah. Also, when they started, it was right when the fifth edition came out. Nice. So people were ex- already excited that we're in D anD. d They were already excited yeah, about people that, didn't and like this fourth. was kind of like tagged yeah. in with the release of it. Yeah. Um, and they thought they were only going to get like three shows, like yeah, three episodes. And right. And they thought it was going to get canceled. And the one thing that I think that they do really well is they bring out the best that D and D can offer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. They expose like, they expose their uh, their own inner demons yeah. out in, to the public and their desires. Yeah. When they're playing their characters, like you find yeah. out more about them as a person. Than you are like if you were yeah Travis Willingham's grog is great <laughs> yeah right um, if you like are playing a character you're playing a fictional character like if you're playing a video game or you're playing something you know like reading a book or whatever you're imagining like if I was doing that I would do this yes something that you would never do in your life in reality you could play it out there. Yeah, and or like, like rewriting movies, like, oh, dude, wouldn't it have been more, so much more badass if he said this or right. did this? Dungeons and Dragons lets you do that, right? And so, like, they allow that. There's and they're so um, relatable. Their characters, yeah, everyone has a character in one of their their party 
that they could be like, that's me. And they're like, you're dealing with my demons for me. Yeah, and it's it's the characters are complex. So like they like the first season, they kind of had the big lovable idiot, but he was very he was deeper than just a big dumb idiot. Mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. had shit he was dealing with, which is why he's the way he is. And sometimes he did really smart stuff too. So it's not, and they all right. had that. Right. Like um, Vex and Vax had daddy issues, so they they never felt validated. Like right. It, oh. It was so good. Oh. The that, second campaign, you have a... Yeah. It's an evil company yeah. of heroes, but they're still the heroes. So it tells you how to do a bad campaign. Exactly. And they they didn't realize... And the best thing also is that they don't know how big they... They never knew how big they were. They always were very humble about it. Oh, they seem so and cool. Like, they realized how big they grew... When they decided to do the camp, the Kickstarter. So they started a Kickstarter because they wanted to bring their first camp. They're in their second campaign, and it, if you don't know anything about D and D, campaigns can last between six months to as much as ten years. <laughs> I read one that's been going on for thirty-three. Yeah, it could go on for ever, as long as you wanted to take it, because there's so many things. You're free to do whatever you want. Right, and like. Real cool thing is too is when so I've DM'd before. Me and Dan were in a in a Dungeons and Dragons group, and I got the starter set. And the thing that they tell you when you get the starter set is the rules are very very loose. It's on you whether you want to enforce them or not. And they say, please go ahead and alter this module as you see fit. Right. So yeah. they just give you an outline, and you can go different ways with it if you want. Exactly. Oh, I don't like this bad guy. I'm gonna yeah. make this guy this bad guy. You know, it's it's so much fun. You can just open up your creativity. Right. If you think DMing is um, too much of a too much pressure, it is I'm, pretty hard because it's a lot. Of, it's it is, but if you watch Mercer, he you makes can it kind, so you can, easy. You can kind of be like, oh, this is what he does. You can, it right. helps, right? But, yeah. And you get to understand the rules because you don't want that tripping you up. Exactly. So they decided with their first campaign, they wanted to do like something special. They always wanted to do it. They wanted to create a short for it that basically it was going to be one of their um, s- missions that they did. It was going to be just a small, short, 30-minute um, movie. And oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. And they uh-huh. put on a Kickstarter and said, hey, we want to do a thing. And it'd be cool if you guys wa- would want to back us up. Then they did all their things. In 24 hours, they raised... Two million dollars. Wow, they have now raised eleven point three million dollars. Holy moly! They canceled it because now they they took that eleven three million and they did it for the show. But they also have that eleven point three million plus Netflix. It's gonna be a Netflix show. Netflix picked it. No, no, no. It's not Netflix. I'm sorry. <gasps> Forgive me, nerd oh. universe. It is uh, Amazon Prime. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that Basel money. Ooh. That's so. Because, like, <laughs> so, like, so, funny thing about Dungeons and Dragons, too, is if even if you just try to open a door, sometimes that can take 15 minutes due to poor dice rolls and they oh, play yeah. it off. Like there, it also depends on who you were playing with. I yeah. mean, that we, me and Jim had store uh, where we played in a game store, and oh, it yeah. was open to anybody. And there was a uh, 
there was a kid that there was were, in our there group. were people with alternate play styles who took it right a little too uncomfortable we wanted far to get outside we were stuck in a dungeon he yeah. wanted he wanted to talk to every sing, investigate every single thing talk to every single person and it took us four hours to leave a dungeon that was designed to be hey knock this door down okay cool yeah and like that's that's similar to just playing the tutorial over and over and over and over again right because you think you can find something yeah because you can find something yeah so some people take it way too seriously they try to be way too funny but it whatever doesn't really but yeah so like they have they're doing like a full-on multiple seasons they the 11.3 million was going to be like i think they're going to do like two seasons of it and now amazon wants them to do basically the campaign as long as they have the the uh, popularity to go with it, which they do. They'll they have the viewership. Do. They definitely do. When so we went to um, Emerald City Comic Con, there was a dude dressed up as Sam Regal in the title scene of the second campaign. Oh, yeah. Like they I cosplay yeah. as them. It, it's ridiculous. So at the time, I didn't get the reference till oh, I would till I like I watched some of the first. Like I didn't. Um, like hop on to the the critical role till about their second campaign and mm-hmm. they were still like a year into the i don't know i think it's, well, it's been two years i think maybe it's and like it's a lot like if you fall behind it's it's a lot because each episode is at least three and a half hours long. yeah it's, well, actually it's typically three and a half hours some long. of them are like four and you're like wow yeah well that <laughs> depends if sam like goes on on a tangent on his if they go mirror shopping for 30 minutes yeah so yeah that was that's just like 100 percent online thing because you could go on a just a whole month's worth of episodes trying to break down internet stardom and like how people got popular with that but i don't want (laughs) to well and what i thought was super cool too is so I, i watched critical role um, so I've always kind of watched anime, but uh, I watched Critical Role, and then I started watching more anime, and mm-hmm. being able to pick out those voice actors is a yeah. really cool thing. Like, w- listening to it before, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. And then, like, seeing commercials for stuff, I'm like, Matthew Mercer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you get, like, kind of this feeling that you guys are, like, friends, even though you are not yeah. at and the like, slightest. And we saw Travis and Laura... I'm, and I'm only using their first names because we're so close. <laughs> when we were in Seattle for Emerald City Comic Con, and they seem like such genuine, normal people. Yeah, yeah. Because like when Travis saw the dude dressed as Sam, he like fan geeked out. He was <laughs> so cool, and they just seem so relatable. I think I mean, that's like, what a big people draw like is. go in and you know at that time, Travis's wife Laura, who was also there, obviously part of the show, um, was pregnant. And people brought her her but, favorite cookies. Oh man! And then she shared them with the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. Cool. I mean, there's this <laughs> general like you understand why they are popular, but it's surprising how big they got in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get but that. yeah, so what do you? What's uh? You got any? I do. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna start with it. Just got added to Netflix. And growing up, I watched it, but I didn't get to watch all of it because we didn't have Netflix back then. We just had to catch it on reruns. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a fantastic show. Best Western anime. It's the only one. 
<laughs> have you seen the memes of that? <laughs> that yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Can I grant the the title of anime? We do not grant you the title <laughs> of anime, <laughs> but it's it's very very good, very well written, and I'm I appreciate it more, I guess, because I can see it concurrently. I haven't heard too much about like the fandom. Yeah, it was. Well, I think like the fandom when it was at its pot, like its peak for us. Yeah, we were just it. Was, we're like, oh, it's a cool show. We didn't really like look into it. Uh, you know? th- that's what I feel like it is, but like. I feel like it should have a bigger following, but I guess like they got a movie that was bad and then they got like a sequel to it. So you knew how they were as old people and it only had three seasons and it kind of answered all the questions. Yeah. It went, I've watched like the last season of the third, the second legend of Korra. Yeah. The legend of Korra. Um, and I, I felt like I'm like, Oh, I missed a lot. I was like, there's creatures. I'm like, I'm confused. What's going (laughs) on? Yeah. But I, I've just been enjoying the hell out of it. And Uncle Iroh might be my favorite character of all time. Was that the Zuko's uncle? Who loves tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> they were in a train station. I mean, he's like, he's my favorite. Uh, that guy who's the actor is my love Dude, him as, as an actor. he was Aku, and he was in the original Conan the Barbarian. Uh, yeah. Dude's awesome. Love his voice. Oh, he's And he was the voice of Uncle Iroh, and I just... He d- he's got like that old people sage wisdom that doesn't really make any sense mm-hmm. until you understand why it makes sense. I don't understand what he's saying, but you sound cool. Yeah, that sounds like that. Like, you know, the tiniest pebbles can move mountains. It doesn't make any sense. But I I didn't really do too much research on that. But I did find out that the main bad guy was voiced by Mark Hamill. Really? Yes. Fire Lord Ozai is Mark Hamill. <laughs> And Ron Perlman's in the show too. Oh, really? Wait, now you say I, not Ron Perlman. Who's Ron Perlman? He was Fire Lord Sozin. He's in one episode. Oh, okay. But now they say Mark Hamill. I kind of see it. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, or not see it. I hear it. Um, yeah. I have to rewatch it just so I can reconfirm. It's it's very very good. It's a well written story. Beautiful characters. I just I haven't. Like, you never see Avatar shirts anywhere yeah. or, like, fan fictions or video games. I think a video game would have been awesome. Yeah, I think they try to do a fighting one, maybe. I don't know. I think because Nickelodeon that was, it kind of, is kind of new to the, at the time, was kind of new to the, like, That's the video true. game type. That's true. Yeah. For they just any had of their Rugrats. properties. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's hard to do a TV show video game. That's good. I mean, the last one that I remember that was a TV show that was really good, or a movie, it was all the Disney, like the Aladdin, Toy Stories, that those video games. Fantastic. The Matrix. The original Matrix game was super fun. That was on Xbox, wasn't it? Or we had it on PlayStation. Oh, okay. I think they might have been there. It was either PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, one of those iterations. Yeah. Super fun because you could slow down time and shoot people and reload. It was fantastic game that might be the last good one i think it was like i picked or like the games that i didn't play that one because i had to choose between that or mad Ma- uh, not mad max uh max Payne. Ooh. So i chose max Payne because i yeah. was like i looked at matrix i'm like oh it's a video game it's it's max Payne. yeah slow okay. time you know oh bullet oh time. i didn't know that I well know i mean that. like I'd, it's, i'm just it's my opinion but oh okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
no facts behind it whatsoever. That's fair. That's fair. But and and like if they made a video game though, it'd be kind of just like Mortal Kombat with Avatar characters. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you could. It'd be cool as an open. I mean, a lot of those type of games. That's like your Dragon Ball Z's. Your those Dragon fighting Z games is good. Sweet. It's a good fighting game. But sweet fighting game. I played this one game. It was on Game Boy. Yeah, maybe it was Game Boy, um, or and it was a Dragon Ball Z, and it was open. The only open world Dragon Ball Z game that I've seen. It was I think it's only a Japanese game. Oh that, shit! Okay. Yeah, our friend uh, Dave, he uh, <laughs> he had it. Uh, who you know later on him in the episodes he may come on. He's a fun guy. You guys will like him. He swears um, a lot. Yeah, he's gonna make this rated R instead of <laughs> PG thirteen. Maybe NC seventeen, depending on what comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Either way, it'll be highly entertaining. Ooh. Um, but he had it, and I don't remember if he kept it or he was he he rented it. Remember, like. Back in the day, oh, you before could rent Blockbuster. Game Boy games. Yeah. I forgot about that. Where you could rent Game Boy games, and like when the library had Game Boy games, and it was always like the weird off-brand. Yeah, like you couldn't get it at your Blockbuster. The, or only, the ones you could only find at garage sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like that, and like it was fun as hell. That would be great for Avatar. That would be an great open for world Avatar. concept, especially in today's age. If they made an open world concept where you, you, basically. Take uh, Final Fantasy yeah. and just put the skin of Avatar on there. That would work perfect. Open world. They level point. up in the show. Yeah. <laughs> they, you do training. Yeah. You do or missions that allow you, you to become stronger. Creatures. You know? Yeah. It could, be, it could also be similar kind of to like a um, God of War. Yeah. You it could do. work like that too. Like it would be interesting. Like it would be interesting in the game where like Oh, they kind of do that with Fable, um, but like I haven't played that. You never played Fable? No. It was I played. By the time I heard of it, it was on. I had already committed to like PlayStation oh, three and four, and it's yeah, on yeah, Xbox. Yeah. And I was like, I can't find an original Xbox now to play it. Right. Well, they it's backwards compatibility. I wasn't but gonna you don't have an, an Xbox, Xbox. <laughs> so it uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't it's not cross platform? <laughs> well, no. You see, uh, <laughs> if you have a computer. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, PC master. Um, but yeah, basically with Fable, the decisions you make in the game change the way you are perceived in the game. Okay. Your appearance. So like you can like in certain games like you could be the folk hero, or you could be the overlord. Oh. Like ruled by fear, or oh, is this kind of like what um what is it Mass Effect? Like Mass Effect took yes, that system. It kinda? was before Mass Effect. This is Sweet. what, if this game wasn't there, Mass Effect wouldn't have been in existence. Okay, cool. As far That's as a cool how system. That, yeah. So that would be cool if, like, the decisions you make in the game determine what powers you develop. Okay. So, like, if you, like, have, um, say you, like, you steal or something like that, like, if and you win, you have more manipulability of, like, picking pockets or something like that. Okay. Or if you, uh, like lift boulders up with your wind powers, you have the ability to do world w- like a, a tornado or something like that. You strengthen it up, like oh, doing like okay. meteorological, make a real world as possible. 
It'd be yeah. boring as hell for the initial point, but P- people the love RuneQuest because of that, right? Or RuneScape, or Minecraft, where you basically do the same. I still don't get that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I like my games to look pretty. And well, it's just like building Legos without having all the Legos. I guess right. a lot cheaper. I th- that's true. It's a one-time payment instead yeah. of getting constant sets, and then you have to step on them. Right. And uh, the like, like you do remedial. Cl- tasks like you you uh, clean up this like forest you do hoeing and then because you do that it develops this type in your muscle which allows you to or this focus develops and stuff like that which allows you to do this particular thing like if you want to unlock this thing you need to do these tasks to build up this type of charisma or stuff like that like that's all in fable no i'm saying for avatar oh in the fake avatar game that i'm developing in my mind right now Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. I, if I wanted to play Stardew Valley, I'll play Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, but like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like you know, like if you want to, like have like be like, what if the avatar was evil? You could have that in, there. right? Or if you want to have a woman, you need to talk to girls. And yeah, don't no, uh, like. Uh, That's pretty cool. The Witcher kind of had a thing like that. Did they? Were like decisions you made with one character would either like cut them out or they'd be on different sides of you later in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you traveled too much, you'd have lice in your beard and people wouldn't make wouldn't <laughs> talk with you as nice. That's awesome. So you, you would have to go to a shave place, a shave place, a barber. A shave place. A shave place. <laughs> also, there were whorehouses that you could visit, which was awesome. Man, that's so popular, so real. Well, it was just kind of funny because like you'd pay to be with yeah. a hooker. Have I... T- Totally. And your character would wake up without pants on. Yeah. Everything else would be equipped. Your swords, your gloves, great. your boots, but not your pants. Have I told you the time it, that I tried to get a stripper to come home with me in a video game? Uh, was it Grand it was, Theft Auto? It was Grand Theft Auto. I think I was great. there. Were you there? I might have been there. Or so, I heard about it yeah. like the day so after So in the happened. game, you can uh, basically you ask for a lap dance in the game, and you could convince a girl to come home with you if you do we had a competition yeah (laughs) who could bring home the stripper and i kept getting caught by the bouncer because i I was a little too aggressive with my hands oh that was so funny and uh just like in real life i didn't get the girl oh i totally forgot about that like you could put them here and then you had to make sure the bouncer was turned away it was a stupid mini game but it was was like basically like trying to be handsy without getting caught and i got caught and i was gonna get kicked out of the bar the strip club oh, i got kicked out of strip club and then i got pissed and it always flipped because either the bouncer would be pissed or yeah. you'd get the stripper pissed at you right because <laughs> the stripper mattered right and i got kicked out of the, the strip club and then i got one back in and started one punch death oh everybody dude. yeah i just started just hammer punching that used everyone to in that strip club I killed twenty people, dude. I never, I've never played a Grand Theft Auto. Wait, All wait. I've ever done is gone over to people's oh, places yeah. okay, and shot up the place till I could drive a tank and then die. That's I never the only was, time yeah. I've ever played a Grand Theft Auto. I was never interested in completing the game. No, I was just like, no, I just want to go drive around and blow stuff up, blow stuff up, and see how high I could get the police yeah. to follow me. I want the National Guard to come after Absolutely. me. Absolutely, absolutely, or just to see what got you a star. Yeah. Oh man, that get, I'm not gonna lie; those games are fun. Where you're just walking around, you're one punching everybody. Yeah. <laughs> stealing hookers' money. Oh <sighs> my god. But yeah, Avatar. <laughs> Reminiscent. 
So anyway, what I was trying to do was a segue from Luke Ham- Luke Hamill, Mark Hamill, oh. over to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, Because yeah. I think Star Wars might be the original, like, nerd fandom. Right. You know what and I mean? At this point, at like, today's like age. Like, big mainstream. No, right. Like, you had the weird, like, Buck Rogers people. Right. Well, like, let's say, today people wouldn't know. I mean, you and me wouldn't know because we were n- never there when it first came out. Right. But I'm sure your parents have talked about it. My parents have talked about it. They came in. No one thought it was... Before that, it was like no one really did sci-fi. Not to that to magnitude. That, right. Like, you had like one bit sci-fi-ish stuff where basically a creature lands from space right, on was, Earth and then it's shot on right. Earth where this is spanning multiple worlds and stuff like They're that. They're creating a brand new universe a brand new ecosystem. Yeah. Within this movie. <coughs> Before yeah. that, it was usually the aliens were coming here. Yeah, absolutely. Or we, we were, were being going invaded. to or yeah. we were going to a planet. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a hey, these are people who have nothing to do with Earth. Yeah. They could be humans, we're just writing them that it way. It could be happening right now, it could be uh the future, it could not be. Yeah. And strange thing about Star Wars is it I don't believe they had a lot of faith in it. The reason why I say that is because originally the and I didn't even know that the movie was this old. It came out in 1977. Yeah. The yeah. original one. I That's do insane. That. Yeah. That it's still I think it was on to my second job then. Oh, um, probably. Yeah. You're probably close to retirement. Out of college. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it was only really I I found conflicting information. It, one of the sources said it was released only to 32 theaters. And another said it was uh, only to 42. So either way, under 50. Right. And I found out later the studio to try and drive up demand for Star Wars. They forced theaters to buy Star Wars if they wanted another huge movie to come out called The Other Side of Midnight. If they wanted to buy the movie they wanted to show, they had to buy Star Wars. Interesting. So it's kind of like, you know, like, hey, I'll sleep with you. But you need to find a, a someone for my friend. I, I don't know if it's no that, teeth. but it's more like um, it's a lazy <coughs> eye. Nah, it, it was it, they were just trying to drive up stuff on it, where it's like, I know you want this, but in order to get this, you gotta buy it. like if to keep it with the woman thing, you have to meet her mom first. Okay, That's oh, okay, you, yeah, you have to do the unpleasant so like thing the, to, to do get like to a the car analogy. Thing. It'd be like you'll get this car for two hundred fifty dollars. If you also buy this car. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, um, I know you don't want these hubcaps, but I'm only selling the car if you also buy the hubcaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, okay. something like that. So, after the the budget for it was $11 million, which is extraordinarily low for the time. They made that movie on $11 million. What is that in today? I don't, I don't know what it would be. Continue talking. I'll figure it out. But it ended up making over a hundred million in 1977 after initially huge. being released in under 50 theaters. That's that's huge. Yeah. So originally, what George Lucas wanted to do, because at this point he had just come out with like American Graffiti and another movie, so he was kind of a big, like an up and comer in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. What he originally wanted to do was to do a Flash Gordon movie, so he tried to buy the rights, and they said, "Nah, we're not going to do it." So he said, "Fuck it." I'll make my own characters. He wrote for eight hours a day, five days a week. That's commitment. 
Yeah, I he mean, had a ton of stuff, and like some of the the notes, like the the original notes they had on the website. It, there was one called Macy Windy, who ended up turning out to be Mace Windu. Like he was just like writing down funny names, yeah, yeah. and giving people jobs. So he he eventually he he had his script down. And what's what's kind of funny and ironic is Disney originally passed on Star Wars. They're like, no, nah, we're good. And now they own they everything. Own it. Well, they, they own but, everything. Yeah, but it's still it's a big name thing yeah. under Disney. Well, that's pretty interesting. So uh eleven would you say it was eleven million total they made? Total. No, the total was the budget. They oh, okay. made over a hundred and nine. So in today's age, eleven million, or today's age, today. If that in movie was made dollars. today, in today's dollars, they made that movie uh, for forty-six million, which is unheard of for today. an epic that large. And basically, a movie today cannot be made for that cheap. It's either hundred million or more, or it's an indie and it's made less than with like 25 or less yeah but yeah definitely couldn't make star wars today for 46 no. million dollars no way but <laughs> so anyway disney rejects it fox oh no wait then he went to 20th century fox the studio heads didn't get the film but they liked george so they're like yeah here's nine million you got to bring up the rest if you want to do it right right so eventually and this was actually really really smart on george lucas's part he only got paid 150k for writing the script. Really? But he got to keep the rights to the unwritten materials and merchandising, meaning the toys, the mugs, the lunch boxes, the t-shirts. Oh wow. That's all his. That's why you never hear of directors owning merchandise anymore. The, right. Because, because this they happened take too much control. Well, that and it made him a billionaire, just the toys. Yeah. That's that's intense. And then the video games. Well, that's he owns always all been that. this. Like, if you believe in your pro- your project that much, that's the way to do it. Like, yeah. Just to jump a little bit off that, Robert Downey Jr. did that uh-huh. for Avengers. When he got paid his movie for Iron Man, and he saw the other things, he foresaw how big the shows, the mo- that whole franchise was going to be. Yeah. And when the Avengers came out, all the actors, most of the actors except for him took the money up front. He was the only one that said, uh, don't, no money up front. Um, just give me a percentage of the s- retail sales, whatever. Wow. And he, like, because of that, he made hundreds of millions of dollars because of doing that. He has that contract for all of the entire contract. That's, his, that's for insane. all the Marvel films. He gets a percentage of all their money. That's crazy. That's dude. why he was, like, the highest paid actor for the longest time. Well, and funny you should bring that up. The guy who played Obi-Wan, yeah, Alec Guinness, he didn't understand the script, but he thought it would be a hit. So he decided to take 2% of Star Wars, mm. made him super, 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 super rich. And let's face it. like, And he's in one movie. Right. Let's face it. He <laughs> was kind of a... Uh, he was kind he of w- a big name, I think, at that, at that point. I think he big was more name. so in theater, if I remember right. Yeah, he was a classically trained actor. Yeah, and like he, I don't think like I don't remember any film before or after this. So I mean, he didn't have to. He was yeah. like, I'm done. You yeah, know, that's good. exactly what it was. And funnily enough, for Lord of the Rings, they wanted Sean Connery to play Gandalf and offered him the same type of deal. Oh, gosh. and he turned it down because he didn't understand the script. 
Yeah, and that's couple why... of things on that. First, can you imagine anybody but Sir Ian McKellen being Gandalf? Uh, no, because it's just that's what you see. Yeah, like he's he's Gandalf. Can you yeah. imagine Gandalf having a Scottish accent? No, Frodo. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean they're, they're, the hobbits have Scottish accents. You must take the ring to Isengard. <laughs> None shall pass. <laughs> None shall pass. The, Fly, uh, you fools! <laughs> well, oh, I mean, no, like, it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I mean, and as a reaction to that, because he saw what he did there, he then he the next script that he didn't understand. He's like, I'm going to do it, gentlemen. and it was Legion Extraordinary Gentlemen, which yeah, that ruined terribly. his career. Oh man. But they offered him that same deal, and like, can you imagine how much money he would have made if he took that? If if it was as successful, yeah, it would have been. It would have been insane. Oh yeah, for sure, insane. Ugh. Anywho, yeah. So, the merchandising made George Lucas super, 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 super rich. What I think really contributed to everybody loving this movie, besides them. Literally making up laser beam sound effects that mm-hmm. everybody uses. Also, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, the pew, the doof, doof. And like epic space fights, all built out of handmade models. Yeah. Which is insane. I think it's because. You know, they actually. Uh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. What's up? Um, they actually did hand models all the way up to episode three. So, to like the like this latest iteration, they didn't. Yeah. They obviously did all like CGI, but like they did hand models for episode one, two, I think three as well. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. The prequels. Oh man, that's really cool. But continue. But um, I think it was a huge hit for several reasons. One, I think sci fi had been picking up in steam, so to say. Yeah. Mainly because we actually landed on the moon only eight years earlier. So I think space travel was uh, okay. on everybody's so it was mind. Fresh. It was fre- timed very well. Yeah. So we went to the moon eight years earlier. It's been eight years. Maybe right. we, this could be us is basically what it is. I mean, there was – everyone was, like, probably thinking, like, oh, like, well, thinking about, like, well, what's out there? Like, now we're yeah. out there. Like, anything could – anybody could be out there. Yeah. I mean, that's we the know the that moon's not made of cheese. That's right. basically all we know now. Well, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, Wallace and Gromit, you lied list. to me. God damn. Speaking of space, I'm sorry. I'm keeping interrupting you. No, go, 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 go. Have you seen the SpaceX uh, uh, launch? No, but I do know they docked with the ISS. Yes. Which is, I don't know the ramifications of it. Does that mean like now space is a tourist destination? So that was the first test was they were going to do that. But now they're going, that's basically like, okay, we made it out here. We did the docking. Now they want to go from there to the moon. Oh, they want to because they, he wants to get to Mars. Is basically that, what yeah, the, thing the end is. game is. They want to get to Mars, and okay. they're. What was the last time that an astronaut's been, um, on the moon? Dude, I don't know. Other than the last time, then Arnold, like it's been decades. Right. We've been in space many times, but we've never been in the moon since. And we it's been landed mostly on like it. probe stuff. They're sending like deep space probes. Yeah. But we never had any astronauts in space for 10 years. And on the moon, I think it's been I, it's been very long time. Maybe 40 years? I haven't heard of anything I regarding mean, that. Because um, it's mostly just building up the space station. Right. And the fake lasers that are going to be coming. But that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's another about. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, conspiracy! Um, but... Th- 
the suits look straight out of a sci-fi movie. Really? They finally have like, because I always felt like they streamlined them. Yeah, because like they're form fitting. They look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man when yeah, it's yeah, NASA. Yeah. Uh, look it up if you guys haven't. By this time, by the time this episode finally actually comes out, <laughs> you guys probably we're probably on Mars. And <laughs> <laughs> probably, um, probably. But they look like Daft Punk designed these suits. Oh, dude, that's what Daft Punk looks like when they perform. Exactly. Like they are very sleek, very form fitting. Like they just put on like a leather jacket. And well, it looks like what Matthew McConaughey wore in um, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, it looks very similar. And the f- great thing is the rocket is not a shuttle. It's not a shuttle that we've been used to seeing. It doesn't have wingtips. It's a rocket again. Yeah. Like back into the Apollo 11. But it's oh, pu- like new technology. I mean, let's be honest. When was the last time that other than software, how like the what was the last like Ford step in technology did we have in space travel not like propulsion wise like nothing yeah it's nothing like nothing has been approved about the space suits the space suits always been like the same like it's just that's like all right that's what it is like no one's ever thought to really improve that i mean the ramifications are huge right a the you know it's probably more or less like here's like i'm showing jim the suit that they would be flying in yeah that kind of looks like one of those old tin toys yeah like the joint I mean, stone it's bend. still like pretty streamlined but it's still bulky because yeah. you still need that system to keep yourself warm yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true um that they you still have not found a system and one thing i forgot um on the moon <laughs> uh, when did you go <laughs> well Last Friday when I went there, you know, I have a timeshare. I was like, man, we haven't been there in a while. You know, I I bought a timeshare earlier, and I thought if they land on there, you know how, like, squatters, if they're there for oh, a certain amount of time. Yeah, you got to go. I, yeah, gotta I got to go. make sure they, go. they get out of my property. I get it. Um, something that we learned in third grade science that I'm like, I recently learned, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. What um, is it? That the surface of the earth so the moon gets to sub-zero temperatures when it's away from the sun yep and up to boiling yep. so water will boil if it's on the surface of the moon because there's yeah. no ozone there's no to atmosphere to atmosphere stop, to stop yeah. the sun ray yeah i'm like i'm an idiot but it makes totally sense i'm like i knew that and as a kid i'm like i'm always gonna remember that and you forgot i forgot it probably the next day uh speaking of the moon and the, the dark side of the moon and the light side of the moon. Yeah. Um, they discovered in the next galaxy over an Earth-like planet. That was the headline. And I was like, oh, shit. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe there's aliens. Then I click in it and the, like one of the comments is, just so you know, um, it doesn't have a day or night cycle. So one side is perpetually frozen. The other side is boiling. And I was like, <laughs> oh, they could have put that in the title. <laughs> so just live in the meridian. Yeah. <laughs> it, like there's no, it's not. Perfectly bit, comfortable. Right nobody can habitate there. Uh, oh yeah, my gosh. but I'm sorry to. Um, You're good, man. Sidetrack. You're good, man. Just trying to be up to date with the times of this recording. And S- yeah, so like, not only was it like cool space travel, not just us being invaded or anything like that. It had such a wonderful, like, exotic. Like when they walk into the cantina, you see real aliens. Yeah. For like the first time. Right. 
believable looking. Like yeah. in your eyes, you're like, oh crap, that's real. Oh hey, I can totally see humans becoming more furry yeah. in different parts right. of the galaxy, or like the slugs, or oh, man. But anyway, and then not only that, you had very memorable characters. Even the side characters, like the Jawas, everybody mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. who those are, yeah. who they are. Chewie, he doesn't speak any words; he just growls, and he's one of the most famous characters he's in the most Star Wars. Human character of them all. He really is. Han Solo's fantastic. Yes. Darth Vader is the is one of the only bad guys that if you've never seen anything about Star Wars, you can be like, oh, that's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Darth Vader is from the he first was, scene he's in there. He's one of the and it's they did a thing in a movie where it's very hard to do is make a uh villain relatable. True. Of course very you don't true. really find it relatable till like the next couple episodes, but you understand why he's evil. Mm-hmm. You know he's bad. Yep. And you uh, know that you should be scared of him when it comes. Like a lot of movies where you're like, oh, he's a bad guy. You're like, all right, yeah, that's Fuck cool. Fuck that guy. It's, like a che- <laughs> yeah. it's a cheesy, like, he's his dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it, so the, the bad guys are great. Palpatine's really, really good too as a bad guy because they made him look gross, but he's very powerful in the same I used, time. As a kid, I used to call him Poopy Face. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Because he was. His face, the way they did the makeup, because they were trying to make him look very old, it was just this big, like tube-like things, like rolls, like very smooth. So I looked like it was like Dookie. You know, a pile of poop. Dookie, but yeah, he was a scary dude. Yeah, and the story's very, very good. And I think it was one of the first trilogies where the bad guys win at the end of one of the movies. In the Empire Strikes Back, the re- the rebels are on their heels because oh, yeah. they just got their asses yeah. kicked. Luke got his hand chopped off. Yeah. And they just did the big reveal, right? Like they kind of Han, like Han Solo's in carbonite. Yeah, oh, man, greatest line in any film. Yeah, I love you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ad lib by Mister Solo himself. Yes, he. Uh, I think the original line was he was just going to say "I love you too," and mm-hmm. Harrison Ford was like, "That's not my character." Yeah, that's not. And like you, George Lucas, like okay, let's try this one and see how it hits. What do you feel like it? I got. Yeah, it. Oh man, it was so. That was. It's still such a good line, but um, probably another thing that really, really made it popular was the sound effects, the different lasers and fucking lightsabers, dude. Yeah, swords made out of laser beams. I know it. It's like. The way they do it is like something that, like in your mind, you never thought you wanted. Yeah. Like and like it was never like before you ever saw this film. Even mm-hmm. like it's an older film, but as you're a kid, you see it for the first time. Something growing up, like you knew what you, a sword was. You knew what a sword was. You never fathom that that would be something to be existence. And then when it came into your eyes, you're, you're like, like, "Oh my <gasps> god, this should be part of my life all the time." Absolutely. And not only that, even when I was a kid and around Christmas time when we were wrapping presents, me and my brothers would draw buttons on the the leftover cardboard yeah. and have lightsaber fights with them and make the noises with their mouths. Yeah. And like nowadays, like the, like kids like have that. I have a funny story about my nephew after we're done with, with what you want to <laughs> talk right. about story. But Star Wars. It, it was just, it was, it expanded so much imagination is what I feel like is so cool. And not only that, it's like, it's been consistently adding stuff to it. Like, they re-released the original trilogy in like 1997, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which just like with beefed up special effects. 
it was pretty cool. My aunt took me to go see the first one. It was pretty cool. They yeah. just added like pointless stuff in the background, which is whatever. Right. And then they had the prequels. I thought they were fun when they came out because like Darth Maul is a really good bad guy. Count Duke is a real good bad guy. First, they fight yeah. the droids. They make the clone armies. You find out where Boba Fett comes from. Yeah. I So every Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. that has come out, every second chapter has been terrible in the viewers. I didn't like Attack of the Clones. You're right. Attack of the Clones was terrible. Because it was Action basically was just the end Marjorie of the Hobbit. Was terrible. Yeah. yeah, it was just the end of the Hobbit. Oh, I was like, oh, I bet you the clones are coming in. Like, it was just too predictable. Yeah. I didn't like it. So, like, the second, so the original trilogy, mm-hmm. the fifth episode five, uh, commercially was, uh, like, it did well in the theaters, but the fans hated the film. Yeah. Prequels, Attack of the Clones. Everyone hated that film. Oh, but they man. watched it in this last trilogy, for the most part. Yeah, the the last, second yeah. uh, episode seven, no, si- eight. Eight. eight, eight, episode eight. The last everyone, Jedi. Yeah, everyone collectively did not like the film. Well, I I didn't even see it because I heard the backlash was so I, bad. Uh, personally, I liked it, but like I said, I'm a completist at art, and it's telling, it's finishing the story of something that I started with as a kid. Yeah, so. There's all the nostalgia. We're at the age where nostalgia is going to hit us pretty yeah, good. But I, I still would have liked a different story. And like all the actors played their roles fantastically. Right. It's just the story was weak. It was just a they love letter to George original, Lucas. Yes, yeah, it's the original it's trilogy. It it, but they repeated. If anything, you could say is that visually Star very Wars good. is a very good movie of repeated history. That's true. That's true. I can get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind that. But um. With Star Wars, everybody knows what Star Wars is, and it didn't have, it wasn't destined to be a hit, kind of like Lord of the Rings was or how the Avengers, like once the first Avengers came and you're like, oh shit, I got it. People are buying up tickets two weeks in advance for the, yeah, yeah. the midnight releases. What I found out too that was really cool, it's one of the first films that was ever preserved in the Library of Congress. People think it's so important for a $11 million film that only... 32 to 42 theaters got when it first came out. I'd be interested in seeing like it's a what they did it was fan, it was crazy. Like, yeah, absolutely. But like it's the set in the 70s. I wonder how many like I wonder if that number is a little bit skewed as far as the the gravity of the amount of theaters. Mm-hmm. Like how many movie theaters were really out there? Like was there 75 and it was like most of it? Oh, I, I well in the seventies, well, like I, in the United States, only forty-two theaters was showing Star Wars across from sea to shining okay. sea. Forty-two theaters. I'm just—it seems like a yeah. low number. So okay, I don't know. I'm just thinking that like, 70s, even like, if it was only one know, every five really towns, really just invented then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and on the episode two episodes ago, I we mean, were talking about movies that came out in 1941. <laughs> people were making Monster of the Week movies. For drive-ins, I mean, come That's on. That's true. They did. Uh, well, I guess whatever. I didn't really look that deep into it. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I was because holy moly. <laughs> yeah, it's you could go on forever on Star Wars. Well, and, and like a lot of the stuff is good additions too. So like the prequels are fun because they kind of tell you how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. Yes, which is super cool. The video games, really awesome. You've got story-based ones like. Um, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Super fun. I just played it. It's great. You've got, is it the, f- what was that one? Where you were Star Killer. 
and he wielded oh, uh, the lightsabers backwards. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Those games were fun as hell. Yeah. And then you've also got the Battlefronts, which is just basically Call of Duty with Star Wars characters. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. And that's just like the more modern ones. Yeah. Like the older ones. Like I remember the S. Uh, At the arcade SNES. when you had the in the joystick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. But like the N64 one was oh, pretty fun. yeah. And like. I think that, that one was called Rogue One for some reason. It could have been. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. That's what it was. It was so hard to get the uh the ATs get, to get to go down. That one, uh the thing that I always got stuck on was the uh the robot bounty hunter was impossible oh. to beat for some reason cuz yeah. it was you couldn't see where you're going. Yeah. It was just ter- and like back when video games w- were super hard and you and couldn't just look in YouTube and get, It was get N64 the, so like Yeah. 3D spectrum was kind of still kind of like wonky, yeah. and like I got you get motion sickness. <laughs> like, yeah, I played Goldeneye, and I loved that game growing up. Yeah. Loved it. I played Goldeneye like three months ago, and I was like, "This is terrible. I can't play this anymore." Because like the, you have to use this joystick, and you gotta try and lock in, and you can't. It's not like the two stick controllers. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <sighs> but and then and then you've got back to Star Wars. Before we get on too many more tangents, you got stuff like The Mandalorian. Oh, that's also yeah. in the Great. same oh man it's fantastic you've got clone wars which is an animated show yeah in between the prequels and the original trilogy and also during the prequels there's just so much cool stuff there's so like that's another thing like how is supernatural fan fiction outweighs star wars fan fiction i think if they take it and make it actual canon it stops becoming fan fiction so I think so. You're saying like Star Wars probably makes things canon just so they could be like, all right, now it's ours. Maybe like, oh, maybe that's a pretty decent idea. And yeah, we can take it from cheaper than else. Buy, paying it for a writer and we'll just lot, buy your property. Yeah, well, because a lot of um, really famous authors, like when they first start, they'll write in the Star Wars universe or the mm-hmm. Star Trek universe. So I think there's not a lot of fan fiction. Plus, I feel like well, if you, if you have a good enough idea that's yeah. unique from all the other fan fiction. It should be its own book. Well, that's uh, it's basically how you do a portfolio. Like, if you want to yeah. be a writer of magazine, how do you get in your portfolio? You got to write something. Yeah. Like, if you want to be a comic book writer, you got to write fine fan fiction, probably. Yeah, probably. And then you sell. You like you eventually sell it at conventions, and maybe you get yeah. noticed by somebody there, and then you get a job that way. Like in the art world, like if you want to be in the a comic book artist or uh, animator or something like that, you got to do a lot of pro bono work. You got to yeah. do a lot of things free. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. That's why I was like, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. When I was in art school, I was like, uh, maybe this is a bad decision. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like work. Regret this decision. Um, but to kind of come up with the Star Wars, I had a story with a nephew. I saw him over the weekend, and um, he wanted to play, and he was like, I want to play Star Wars. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse He's me. He's five, so I'm like, I. You know Star Wars, and he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, cool." So, what do you want to play? All right, I'm gonna be the Triceratops. I'm like, "Wait, wait, what?" <laughs> Hold on. That's, I was like, "I don't think you know what Star me, Wars is." That's not canon. Yeah, I'm like, mm, "Nathan Star Wars." Well, um, but it, it, go ahead. It's just, but yeah. And I was like, "Wait, no, uh, that's not Star Wars." And he's like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it, it's actually not." He's like, "Well, I'm a tricer- Triceratops and." We're shooting lasers at each other. I'm like, well, if you're Triceratops, then you don't have... How are you holding... Is it mounted on your shoulder? It's like, no, I'm holding it. <laughs> He's five, by the way. 
So he strikes Sarah Cop. And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, they don't have opposable thumbs. And so I'm like just (laughs) arguing with him. You're arguing with a a five-year-old who's trying to have a makeup fight with you? (laughs) A made-up fight about Star Wars because he's not giving Uh, me the actual facts. Like, no, this, you know, no, they don't have, they they have four legs. They don't, no. (laughs) And he's like, all right. Now it's an instrument, and then it just divulged into him just cranking the spinner of his gun that it was a volume button, and I had to do different guitar solos. And he's like, Star Wars. I'm like, what? what is going on? I mean, if you only watch the cantina scenes, I could totally see how that could be Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. It was just basically a ballad of 90s rock bands. Oh, man. But it, it's just, and it's been around for so long. I just showed my girlfriend who'd never seen it, a month ago, I showed her the original one from 1977, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she went, that was really good. That's not nerdy at all. Yeah. And it started nerddom, basically. It's still that good 42 for as, years later. Well, because it's like, for if you take away it being in space, it is a good story. Still it's a good still story. It's still a good story. Yeah, it is. It, you know, it's got a story about a family that's in peril. Mm-hmm. It's an adventure. It's it's like, I mean, you and they got to go on a quest to complete stuff. Yeah, which everybody. Loves. I mean, it's a lot of things can be relate to um, journey into the east or west or journey to the west. Mm-hmm. That uh, ancient story, and like, there's so many movies or stories that you could correlate to that story, and that oh, yeah. story was written for like the feudal age, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Um, or you can like with like uh, John Carpenter, not John Carpenter, John Carter. Yeah, <laughs> John Carpenter, John Carpenter, the, the horror, horror movie. director. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fandom is is great because it allows you to expand as a society as your imagination explodes. You can relate, connect to people. You can. Um, make connections you never thought with people y- that you had the same interests with. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times where like people have been walking in with shirts, and I'm like, "Dude," and they're like, "Dude." Yeah, and then you're best friends by the end of the night. I mean, it's just great. Uh, but I think that's all we got. Um, run, this one run, ran a little long, but <laughs> that's what it is when we go off on tangents all the time. Yeah, I know, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, join us next week. We'll probably talk about another movie, or I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about uh, how to recreate a theme park out of a as random IP and just kind of go uh, go from there. We could do that. Yeah, or we could watch David's Maze or Dave makes a maze. I did Dave watch that, by the way, dude, dude. But I'll watch it again. It's actually pretty good. All right, cool. Maybe that's what we'll do. All right, all right. So, yep. See you guys next time. Uh, I don't have a closing song. Yeah, we just we'll just you know what, we'll leave it up to you guys. If <laughs> the five people that probably are watching going to be listening to this. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, so yeah. See you guys next week. All right, take it easy. Bye.